Not now. That's quite enough. I thought I said... John, what are you doing? Have you no manners? Oh, oh, I, I, I was just l- l- listening to the b- broke-ass famous podcast. Oh, carry on. It's... What a crime. No cats were harmed in the making of this intro. Welcome, everyone, to Broke-Ass Famous. Where, if you ain't broke-ass famous... You ain't doing it right. Oh, good. Someone got that one. Awesome. Yeah. All right. Well, we're doing it enough times. It'll be great. I'm with you, Dread. <laughs> so, all righty now. What is all buzzy in my head? Because uh, the White Sox lost. Did they? Yeah, shame. three to two. Ah, son of a bitch. Yeah. My earphones are not working, but that doesn't stop me from doing this. It's probably, oh, uh, it's someone, someone make that happen. Watch uh, so, Dan, can you... Son of a gun. Oh, I've lost my stuff. All right, so show must go on. Uh, Today we are going to be talking about something I alluded to in our last episode, which is broke-ass. No, 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 no tacos. (laughs) Mm. Tacos. Uh, I want tacos. tacos. Yeah, yeah. tacos. Mm. That's what I get going in for the full head of steam. Fur taco. (laughs) All right, anyways, back to work here. Uh... Broke ass famous. We're going with broke ass famous special effects. This is more of a tribute episode because I don't know if enough of the kids know about this guy. I know the kids my generation knew about this guy, but uh, I'm not sure if he, you know, transferred over to millennial and beyond. So this is kind of diving underneath the surface of your regular cast and director and producer that you always hear associated with films. Yeah, he isn't necessarily broke ass. Or famous. Well, he's dead. Oh, thanks, Dan. <laughs> wow, we're just out there, aren't we? All right, so uh, so we're going to talk a little bit about the work of Ray Harryhausen here. I think that the uh, director and the cinematographer and the actors and the actresses, they all get their due. But this guy, you know, I don't think that people talk about him nearly as much as they should. Because back in the Dark Ages, before... We can make a rocket raccoon, or even before we could make Jurassic Park, we we had to do things by hand, and we had all figured it all out, right? Actually, this is even before the Star Wars, right? So we were just way talking about the before, Star Wars. Way before. Yes. So, uh, Sudan, can you tell us a little bit about this uh, Harryhausen dude? Well, he's uh, he does a stop motion animation, so just imagine building a like a, a little model with like a skeleton in it where he could pose it. So he would take uh like he started out one of the first ones was Mighty Joe Young and he would make you know, pose the Mighty Joe Young and then take a picture of it, then move to the next frame and move it a little bit, then take a picture of it again and just imagine doing that twenty four times per second. And, you know, how many thousands of frames you have to do to get get it to actually move. And just to clarify the time frame around this this guy's career, 
I see that on the on the on a website they've painted out a timeline of uh, began in 1939. Mm. His career spanned all the way to 1980. Yeah, I think so. This uh, are the days way before the modern technology that we have today to yeah. make this look pretty much just had as a, a camera and you know whatever imagination you had to build the models right. And, and, and you were yeah. still editing just just with the individual frames right. and you're splicing and by hand. Another amazing thing is too, you don't know what it's gonna look like, so you have to develop the film to see if you screwed up or not. And then go back into <laughs> yeah. it all. Wow. Do it over again. So, you know, just imagine that today you don't have to worry about that because you can instantly see, oh, I screwed up, you know, restart, you know, or you don't have to restart, but back then you did. And you being a post-production engineer, you can you can speak most closely to this. Just I yeah, mean, just so, just how almost unfathomable it is to do work in that kind of setting. Yeah, you, it's it's night and day. You don't have to worry about that stuff anymore. So to put this in perspective of what this guy actually means to film, uh, he basically was doing special effects back in the day when you had to rub two sticks together and hope to god he created fire essentially yeah. so uh you know to give you an idea of some of the we we're talking about some of the more famous we all have pretty fond memories and people in the 80s and 70s and previous all have fond memories of this type of stuff so the uh the one he is probably most noted for well there's two mm-hmm. there's one he actually i think won an academy award for right or a couple academy awards but uh his uh probably is most noted that you probably would remember is clash of the titans right mm-hmm. yeah i think that's probably the one we're talking so what's a what's a quick synopsis of the plug clash of the titans for those of you who have seen this what year is clash of the titans 80 80 81 1981 so we're talking about the dark ages before iphones right that's what we're talking about so but you're right at the like tail end of star wars like return of jedi comes out a couple years later so right in the middle of all that like the kind of the revolution of special effects but he's still doing like the stop animation and they're still in film so he's still got the same kind of process of like oh we don't know what's going to happen until we develop it which is still amazing it's kind of a weirdo right because uh you know you like uh i talk about all the time why i you know don't like the film gladiator and it's it's just one thing in the film it's it's that during a fight scene between him and the the big bad dude i don't remember what his name was it was was like titus or something i can't remember uh he they they unnecessarily put a uh cgi tiger in that scene right and it's painful because it looks just like a CGI tiger, tiger right yeah. now. So, but you got to understand that's light years beyond what you had to do back in the day to actually get, you know, a, a special effect to occur, right? So in Clash of the Titans, they had a few different special effects, right? Probably the most noted one is the Medusa, right? Yeah. Just imagine all the snakes on the head. He had to animate each one in each frame. <laughs> it's pretty amazing stuff. Hundreds of hours of working. Yeah. Yeah, it's 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 wire foo for special effects for all purposes. You're just you know trying to you know change the position of the the snakes on the head ever so slightly, and over hundreds and hundreds of uh, frames of footage, you ended up getting uh, you know a few a seconds of frame. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I wonder I wonder how much actual like animation is in that movie. If you you know looked at the timing for each scene that you know the characters are in, I'm curious to know. 
It's probably about. It's probably. It's probably not that long. Yeah, it's probably like three minutes. I was gonna say mm. at the tops because uh, you know the only thing, two th- major things that were no, there were three things because you also have the owl in that movie, the, right? There, uh, yeah, yeah. So it's it's like the owl, the uh, the guy in the swamp. I can't remember what his name was, but he was a yeah the, some sort of some sort of centaur that lived in the swamp. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then the kraken. Yeah, kraken. Release the, the kraken. Um, Pegasus. Oh, the Pegasus. There's a, yeah, there's yeah, a bunch of too. stuff in there. Oh man. So, yeah, there was a whole bunch of uh, oh, it's uh, Stygian witches maybe too, right? Were they in that? Yeah, there were Stygian witches in that. I so I'm probably don't remember. Ah, it's a it's an interesting movie if you ever get a chance. Actually, to I don't know if they were animated. I think there were live actors for that. Because wasn't there like an eye that dropped off and like the owl? I can't remember the it's, whole movie. Yeah, it's been a while. Yeah, but the uh, you know the owl was definitely another one of those stop caption, and the, yeah. you know the owl is probably the most iconic thing that came out of that movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, Boobo the owl. That's yeah. the name. <laughs> <laughs> This brass owl yeah. that tweeted and showed up and helped uh, Perseus get where he's going. There, that might be a guy that's broke ass famous right there, isn't it? This is <laughs> Harry Hamlin, right? The guy who's in, who played Perseus in that movie. It's po- quite possible. Yeah, it's, it's, you know another irony is for you Harry Harry Potter fans out there. You guys might know who Maggie Smith is, right? There's no Maggie Smith at all. No. Not a Harry Potter mm-hmm. guy. No. no, I don't. I've know. seen like ten minutes of one of the movies. She was, <laughs> she was Professor Minerva, which is you know, it's one of the you know the the, the main. Oh, know, was movie. she the um the head witch? Yeah, 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 yeah. It's yeah, I think I remember her. Yeah. yeah, Maggie Smith has been in films for decades upon decades, yeah. and she was in Clash of the Titans. There's Laurence Olivier and Ursula Andress. There's smoking hot mm. wonderful james bondness so uh yeah so that's uh you know clash of the titans and the other one that he's really well known for obviously is the uh, the jason versus the argonauts or yeah. jason and the i love that movie yeah so then tell us a little bit about that one well as far as what he did there's uh, um you got the famous skeleton scene where jason is fighting all the the skeletons and then they had another scene I really liked was the the um, I can't remember what there's like a giant statue that comes alive. Oh, the bronze statue yeah, that runs around yeah, and crushes things. Yeah, and then they, they had a cyclops in it too. Yeah, right? there was a cyclops in it as well. So there was a uh, you know uh, the Jason versus the Argonauts. But they did for future reference. It's uh, basically if you've ever seen the movie Army of Darkness. That is, uh, you know, the main inspiration for the skeletons in the Army of Darkness, I would suspect. Um, yeah. You know, and Bruce Campbell ran around and, you know, slaughtered all those things. <laughs> it was yeah. like, you know, it's one of my favorite movies of all time right there is Army of Darkness. Uh, you know. Oh, to the King, baby. Yeah, just the, the, the pure one-linerness that's in that movie. <laughs> yeah. It's just uh, yeah. fantastic. So... All right, uh, so that's two two main movies. You know, there's a bunch of other ones here. The one I was I was watching not too long ago. I was watching the, uh, I think it's called uh, the Three Worlds of Gulliver. So it's like mm. another Gulliver's Travels one. Probably seen it, but doesn't doesn't sound. And the quite. Seventh Voyage of Sinbad. Yeah, I've seen. Yeah. Yeah, it came from the bottom of the sea. There's you know the, the list goes on that. and on. 
supposedly he was really, really inspired by, uh, you know, the war, the Orson Welles broadcast of the War of the Worlds, and he always wanted to kind of make that thing come to life. So, you know, that's, that's kind of what drove him to do a lot of these different special effects. Uh, you know, he's really just kind of one of the unsung heroes. and there, There's kind of a modern connection to him um, in the new Star Wars movie, too. The chessboard is a hand-animated. Oh, it's a little bit of a tribute. Mm-hmm. I know Tom Hanks was a really big fan of him. Uh, and one of those things that sticks out in my mind is this scene in uh, The Seventh Voyage of Sinbad where they have a dragon fighting a cyclops. Oh, yeah. If, if For no other reason, it, I believe the idea of a cyclops fighting a dragon is very possibly the most ridiculous thing I'd ever heard of. Yeah. <laughs> so, so, like, like, you know. Wait a second, yeah. yeah that movie like, was kind of, like, eh. If you think of it, like, Game of Thrones speak, you know, yeah. and it'd be like, oh, this is a, let's just insert a random cyclops yeah. into a movie that doesn't <laughs> that it doesn't belong in, and uh, you know, the seventh movie, the the seventh voyage of Sidman is like, you know, it's one of those things where you, it's supposed to be one of these like high adventures things, but it's, they it doesn't they, come off that way. It's yeah. kind of like, eh. It's like, what did we have laying around in the studio? Let's throw it in there and see yeah. if it can fight each other. Yeah, yeah. So, the only real saving grace is Harry uh, Harryhausen. The work he did. Yeah, that's. Yeah. I mean, that would. That's it. The movie is just blah. Yeah, that was most part of Harryhausen movies were a little bit on the blah side, but yeah. You know, but I, it, the main showcase was the animated parts of it. Oh, definitely. It's it's you know at the takes hours upon hours i mean to get to, to give an idea you know the frame by frame control has also had to uh coincide with the lighting so lighting is like an obviously a mm-hmm. gonna be a crucial issue with this type of thing and so, also the interaction with uh the live action people too yeah there's you know before green screen was green screen we had this going on yeah, so it's pretty pretty amazing you know it's you know the only other people doing this kind of caliber work during like the the 40s 50s 60s were you know probably the godzilla people but they were using the rubber suits yeah. instead of the uh and miniature cities yeah miniature cities same same sort of concept you know you same build... idea yeah just not stop motion and but... i you know the the part i i find very very interesting about this is the you know where his career crosses into george lucas right so just as he is ending his career in 77 through 81, what's George Lucas doing? George Lucas is blowing up the world with, you know, by the use of models of all things. So it's like you just got that little step up the ladder, right? Yeah. And know? they still had the stop motion with the chessboard and New Hope. Yeah, yeah. So there's a little, so there's a little tribute. There's a little bit of crossover there. There's a little bit of a tribute, but, you know, like what, what uh, he was doing, what George Lucas started doing with... Uh, you know, sound effects, special effects, recording. Uh, you know, it's just it's just interesting that he still utilized the model thing. You know, and then when later when he you know did when they did later Star Wars movies, he actually gets criticized for not using the models. Right. Right. That's so, why they returned to it. In the new one. Yeah. As far as far forward as we come, we always have to take a couple steps back. You know, you can only make something look so real. I'm looking here at a quote directly from George Lucas. Uh, he and he had said, "Without Harry How." start over without ray harryhausen there would have been no star wars it's true i i firmly believe that because he he laid the uh he laid 50 years of groundwork before that and so in that case 
we are going to raise our toast to uh, broke-ass famous special effects. To Harryhausen. <laughs> wow, we all drink it once, we create dead air. Excellent. So, <laughs> I, I would say that uh, Ray Harryhausen, if you ain't broke-ass famous, you ain't doing it right. But you, sir, did it right. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Once again, I debate whether he was broke, but you know, like I think with a forty-one year <laughs> career, the way that he had, I it's difficult for me to visualize him being broke. His, his we're not saying he's broke ass famous, but his special effects were broke ass <laughs> famous. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 There's only one movie I know of that used it, and that's a new Star Wars movie. It's such a different world filmmaking now versus back in yeah. back in that era. It's. Now, I wouldn't say it's easier to do, but it's more accessible. Yeah. I mean, it's like a whole different art form. Mm-hmm. Well, we were on the, you know, with when we did some of the stuff we did in the 2010s, 2009s, 2008s, you know, it's uh, with, uh, you know, we did the Inspectors movie and a couple other things. The, uh, you know, we were on that forefront of the DSLR revolution where, you know, you no longer had to buy, you know, six hundred thousand dollars worth of Kodak yeah. film to get yeah. something done. So that was a that was a major step forward. Uh you know, but still, like, you know, there's there's one thing that filmmakers I, I I just wonder how many of them out there that have the ridiculous budget sort of fail to realize how important some things being physically real are. Well, I know? think they're coming back to that. Yeah, it's it I feel it's like be a blend of everything. I feel like, you know, one of the main things you do with filmmaking whenever you do it in some sort of a fantasy scenario, adventure scenario, is always, we always start talking about the uh, suspension of disbelief is one of the, the main things. Or suspension of belief. It's disbelief. disbelief. Suspension of disbelief. And I back to know. our previous episode about pro wrestling, that's what the entire industry is based on. Yes. So what happens is, is that uh, there's only so far you could suspend disbelief with the... Uh, you know, without actually using models sometimes. I mean, I, you know, the one I was most impressed with lately was Guardians of the Galaxy. I don't know how many of you out there yeah, have seen that film. It's very good. Yeah, that, they did really good on it. That was that was a film that I just kind of closed my eyes and said, Dear Jesus, please don't screw this up because I love all of these characters. Because in the back of my head, I was thinking about Bullseye Theory, right? I don't know if we've talked. We haven't talked about Bullseye Theory in this show yet, no, have we? I don't no. believe so. Oh my God, this is like the greatest thing ever. And Sean knows about Bullseye Theory, <laughs> right? Bullseye Theory refers to the character Bullseye in Daredevil. So when they were making the Daredevil movie, one of the things they had to have figured out when they looked at the comic book was like, wait a second, if I put an actor in this getup, he's going to look like a black and white penis. <laughs> <laughs> so. <laughs> so so, uh, you know, we've referred to it as bullseye theory since then, is that sometimes things that are artwork don't necessarily translate on the screen, yeah. right? And, uh, you know, a lot of the times that sometimes, you know, that that's what was my fear with Guardians of the Galaxy, obviously. It's like, oh, crap, Rocket Raccoon. Yeah. How the hell are that. they going to pull this off? Right. I swear to God. It's, there's no yeah. way in the history of the world they're not going to make this look like a Pixar movie. Yeah. And then yeah. I see it, and I was like, holy shit, this is yeah. wonderful. Well, look at Root. Yeah. Yeah, well, Groot, you know, Groot. Groot, Groot whatever his name. I thought it was Root. <laughs> what's, what's Groot? Groot. That, he's a tree. The tree. tree oh, yeah. okay. I, I have not seen <laughs> Guardians of the Galaxy. So. Oh, yeah, he's with yeah, the, he's with, he hangs out with the raccoon. Yeah. Him and the raccoon are together it's, as buddies. The movie is really good. It's a badass it's, movie. Yeah. It really is. It's fun. 
Yeah, and you know, one of the things, you know, I've always thought, like, in the back of my head when I was, when I was before I'd seen the movie, I was, was really apprehensive about it. I was just sitting there like, God, I don't want to see, like, I swear to God, if they turn this into Monsters, Inc., I will shoot all of yeah, them. Yeah, <laughs> you know? it, it could turn to, it could have turned oh, to like Yeah, it. easily. But you yeah. think about it, if you CGI enough of those characters in, you know, it, it had all the bad markings originally on it, right? Yeah. It was like, all right, who's starring in this movie? Ah, shit, it's Chris Pratt. Yeah. Well, Zoe Saldana's pretty hot. We yeah. can deal with the. Oh, hell, you cast Dave Batista. Yeah. <laughs> Haven't we learned anything from Hulk Hogan, for God's sakes? <laughs> you know? And Kane and everybody else that was in movies. You know, the only one that made it was The Rock. Yeah, it was Dwayne Johnson. Wait, there's one other one. Oh, I'd have to think about this. There's another wrestler that shows um, up in movies periodically that, that works out okay. John Cena did one about the Marines or something like that. Yeah, it was, it was, it was pretty acceptable. Yeah. Stone Cold was in a couple, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, there. Oh, that's that's the guy, uh, Justin Maine. I want to say that's Sabretooth from X Men. That's who it was. Okay. So he showed up in X Men, and because you know Sabretooth is Sabretooth, it worked out fine, right? Uh, you know, but casting wrestlers in speaking roles or <laughs> holy crap, yeah. like you know, <laughs> history has not has not been kind on that subject. You no, know, Dwayne Johnson, uh, he has done a lot a lot of things to, to to make that not as bad. Okay, yeah. by taking acting lessons, yeah. Yeah. On, top top of the line, take some acting lessons, you're cool. And uh, you know, but you know, you go to like Zorro, and you had Giant Gonzalez in that, and that was a disaster. Uh, oh, Andre the Giant was the only one that really made it, right? The Princess Bride. Yeah. Totally acceptable, okay? You know, yeah, but you fit the are part. we forgetting Hulk Hogan and Suburban Commando back in 91? <laughs> I was talking, Let's not forget that. I was talking about the good, good actors. <laughs> <laughs> Did he play like a nanny in one or something? Like yeah, that? he was like a nanny. Uh, Mr. Nanny uh, was Mr. Nanny, yeah, he had the tutu on. <laughs> and of course, hey, brother, do I look cute? <laughs> Thunder lips. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So you know, like, here we go. Up until Rock ends up in the Bubby Three or the Bubby Two, right? Up until Dwayne Johnson mm. is the Scorpion King in that movie, you have this slew of shit rustler, yeah. <laughs> where you could, you know, you got Suburban Commando. I mean, just everything Hulk Hogan did was just a train wreck. <laughs> uh, you know, like, it was Come just, on, brother, give yeah. me some credit. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> Uh, you know, so like you have two roles that got filled by wrestlers that were kind of okay. You had Andre the Giant, the Princess Bride, which I thought, you know, it's it's Andre the Giant, and it's a comedy, so you could get away with it. Yeah. Thunder Lips and Rocky Three, though, that was hot. That was that was <laughs> that was just like, but he's not really acting. He's just he's playing a professional wrestler. Yeah. How the hell hard was that one, Hulk Hogan? <laughs> you know, so. You know, he's like, oh, what you gonna do? What you gonna do? Get an acting coach. You know, like... See, this is why The Rock is not only not broke-ass famous, but he will never be broke-ass famous. Dude's got Because he's skills. just that good yeah. in everything he does. But he tried, okay? So, yeah. like, that was that was the issue. Is like, people thought you could try, or not try, and still be good. I mean... Baseball players sometimes think this, right? Yeah, you know, sure. You know, I don't have to practice. I'm just the bomb. You know, like, so, yeah. uh, you know. The, but up until that, you know, I, yeah, the, oh God, I was watching Guardians of the Galaxy going into it. I see the opening scene. I was like, wow, that's cool. And then when 
Batista got on screen. By the time <laughs> that happened, I was like, oh, well, I'm firmly suspended in this. Yeah. Because Rocket Raccoon didn't look like something that came out of, like, the Powerpuff Girls or something like that. that was... <laughs> and he's a bounty hunter. Yeah. He's a bounty hunter. <laughs> the, the motion was all good, you know. I think it would have been really cool to see a Harryhausen version of Guardians of the Galaxy. Wow. Yeah, God, I hope that. someone does that one day. It's because you could do Groot real easily. Yeah. By easy, I mean 48 hours worth of filming to get three and latex. And latex. You think there's nostalgia groups of filmmakers out there that are still making movies in that in that vein? Yeah, they still do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. In the same techniques that somebody like Harryhausen used. Well, there was a what the heck that George Clooney did one of these recently? It was like the Fab Fantastic Mr. Fox or something like this. It is the weirdest movie. I was really, really drunk one night and watching children's programming. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> this is not done well. Let me wear my sweater, children. I hope Mr. McAfee comes by. Speedy delivery. <laughs> I've got to look this thing up. I don't even know. I don't even know what the hell the movie is. Hello, did you say children? <laughs> oh! Wow. I am the puppeteer. Come on, kids. Say how hello to are, Mr. Face. How come you're not using your hands without puppeteering? Oh, it's on my other hand, kids. <laughs> Woo! You're a bunch of sick bastards. Anyway, so. You, you didn't paint that very well. I know. <laughs> I just watched kids' shows <laughs> with blue balls. <laughs> Hey, sometimes I get drunk and I watch anime. <laughs> oh boy! Look at that little girl riding that long, long horse. Cause you, oh, cause it, unicorn! Because you don't have options when it comes to being plastered on your couch. You only have so much. You only have so much rage oh. with the remote control. Okay, so like, he ends up on you have something called Netflix. <laughs> What the hell is that? It's an enormous <laughs> library. He's enormous watching bad movies. <laughs> so, anyways, you bunch of assholes. Here's what it is. Here's what this, this, it's called: the Fantastic Mr. Fox. I think this was done in stop caption, uh, at least partially. Uh, it's uh, it's a rolled doll book that Wes Anderson wrote a screenplay for. Oh. So it's it, yeah. This is dad. I feel like Jags, don't you? Right? You know. It's like it's. <laughs> So it had it actually had George Clooney, Meryl Streep, and Bill Murray, and a number of other people in it. So Wes Anderson, being a big name director of current day, he's gone back to to that art form. That's yeah, that's interesting. Owen Wilson was in it. Willem Dafoe. It's basically anybody who's been in like the Royal Tannenbaums or something like that, because that's his deal. You know, just keeps reusing the same forty people over and over and over again. So. And they all keep signing on because it's a West Anderson movie, but it's kind of a neat little, uh, kind of a neat little animated feature. You know, I was really shocked to hear George Clooney's voice in it. I really thought it's like, what? Why the hell is this fox talking like George Clooney? What the hell is this all about? You know, also does the stop uh, motion is, um, oh, um, Nightmare Before Christmas. Tim Burton. Tim Burton. Oh, yeah, yeah, he I does totally that forgot. a lot. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Something else I've watched drunk at night. <laughs> okay, that's a, that's a really good movie. There's no there's no shame yeah. There. Night Before Christmas is really yeah. good. Ah, I would it be was the guy cool. that pisses on this one. Okay, <laughs> like it's uh, so, so, Tim Burton soured me over the years. I don't know what the hell. Like by the time he got to making Night Before Nightmare Before Christmas, he'd done he'd, he'd done that after Batman too, right? 
Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That yeah. was where his career ended. Was Batman Two? That was that was that was it. Yeah. That was it, it for me. It was, his body of work has tapered off in recent years, yeah. but there's a couple of good ones in there. Nah, for me it's I like just Dark Shadows. It's just Beetlejuice and Batman, and then fuck that shit. I'll, <laughs> like, I'll, I'll, I'll like, speak up for Corpse Bride. I thought Corpse Bride yeah. was pretty. Yeah, good. that was yeah. a good one too. Yeah. I like Planet of Apes. Was well, yeah, no, that that's just uh, no. That sucked. We could sit yeah. here for hours and debate them <laughs> yeah. and the merits of Tim Burton work. Because it's well, so... But just... he is not broke-ass famous, so no, that'll be for another not. show. Yeah. Screw that. He's know. making Beetlejuice, too, supposedly. Yeah. He's supposed to be doing Sure, it. why so not? Sw- yeah. Yeah. So he's swimming in money. Yeah. yeah, he doesn't care. Is, Ke- <laughs> is Keaton coming back for that? I think so. Yeah, nice. I, heard, I heard he is, then I heard he's not, so who knows. Hmm. I assume he is. The original Batman must do it. <laughs> I'm Batman. I'm Batman. <laughs> Killing my childhood one intellectual property at a time. It's, yes. It's just, That's all Tim Burton lives for. Oh, it's not just Tim Burton. I mean, it's, you know, Dan Aykroyd is the guy I want to set on fire right oh, now. <laughs> kind of like was, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's like, I didn't want to think about it. Yeah, I could, I could, you know, it's everybody's like, you don't like them just because they're women. I'm like, no, the, I, I think Leslie Jones is brilliant. I think the other three idiots with her, not so great. Yeah, they should have <laughs> so like, guys. It just, yeah. Man. So uh, you know, Melissa McCarthy plays Molly in every role, and yeah. Kristen Wiig is just Kristen Wiig. Yeah. That's all you can do there. <laughs> I don't remember the other one's name. It's yeah. yeah, Leslie Jones. Man, if she was just in the whole movie herself, that'd be great. <laughs> you know, everybody else, forget it. Yeah. It's just a bad idea. It's just gonna be terrible. I think I put my list of female Ghostbusters up there at some point. I know it's Leslie Jones was definitely in there, and I would have. Uh, I would have put Amy Schumer in that movie, actually, because I think she would have worked out a lot better. Mm. Uh, well, there's a couple other people. Yeah. But, you know, they got to do what they got to do, you know? Melissa McCarthy. We remake it, yeah. yeah. <laughs> they have to. It's, it's, <laughs> we ran out of ideas. Let's just keep remaking shit. Mm. What, what That's been... the entire landscape of filmmaking right yeah. now. Yeah, you, it's just all just, remakes. You cannot remake Ghostbusters. That's. Uh, I mean, I. it seems like they're, I don't know if they're billing it as a remake or as a continuation or... It's a continuation, okay. I think. As long as... Uh, uh, they own a franchise. I think that's like the deal. Oh, okay. uh, yeah, it just... Yeah. One of the one of the issues it's gonna, I it's gonna suck. Yeah, it's gonna suck. It's like Blues Brothers Part Two. It's like you had Part One, it was just awesome, yeah. and Part Two is like, come on, they got a yeah. kid dancing around, and it. it's like, yeah, it's a little bit aggravating too because you know I really love that whole group that's in Ghostbusters and Bridesmaids, which is the saddest thing I think on mm. the planet. Is that like you know when Melissa McCarthy was sitting there with Maya Rudolph and Kristen Wiig was there with uh, uh, the the Goldberg mom, whatever. Mm. I think it's Gwendolyn or uh, McCovey, remember. something like that. I don't know. She's uh, the Goldberg mom. And, uh, you know, that, that whole group together, was that was a great movie. I went into Bridesmaids going, wow, a chick flick. Oh, my God, this is the funniest goddamn thing I've ever seen. So it's like, you know, the last ten years maybe I have like three or four comedies that I think were hilarious. And Bridesmaids was one of them. My thought on Bridesmaids is that movie is a C- at best. Oh. If you take out Melissa McCarthy. I've never seen a movie that my opinion had gravitated so significantly in one direction because of one character. She completely made that movie. Don't make me look up the Goldberg person's name because I think this actress is brilliant. There it is. Wendy, Wendy uh, McClendon Covey is her name. 
She's a, uh, you know, she was the oh, the, yeah. the the older uh, one on there where she was talking to the younger chick and and the airplane. She's getting drunk. She's like, I need this. This is Vegas. We gotta I go. Yeah, she's hilarious. Like the other um, the other comedy that I liked uh, that was more recently up to two thousand nine was I of course think Tropic Thunder is probably like yeah one of the Tropic best Thunder? things ever yeah. made. Yeah, that's that was a, a good big one. mistake. I took my mom to it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, when, uh, the first thing that comes up is booty juice. I'm just like, oh, <laughs> booty juice. oh man. I've never actually seen Jack Black act until that movie. Yeah. I was like, oh my god. <laughs> it's, your mother's a cankerous whore. <laughs> like, I mean, God. There's a, you know, I mean, there's so many great lines of that. We could probably do an entire episode about that. But, you know, I think we're running out of time here. So, yeah, you want to do this? Oh, I can't be. Uh, if you ain't broke-ass famous, you ain't doing it right. Thank you.